you're both LA girls now. We are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, I just moved here like two weeks ago, um, wow. from Portland, Oregon. Wow. Yes. Okay. So the yes. weather has improved drastically. God, I'm so much happier here. <laughs> like you so... get vitamin D. It's incredible. <laughs> oh my God, so much. It's just I look at the weather for Portland, and it's just a wall of rain for like weeks and weeks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Later. Yep. It is Never again. currently snowing outside of my uh, home right now Ugh. Oh my <laughs> here God. in Indianapolis. At least it's really pretty. Yeah, it can be. It can be. That's <laughs> it true. Can be. <laughs> I know. So what's your what's your favorite part of LA so far? Like what was the um what was the move like? Oh, well, um the move was actually pretty easy. Brad the cat slept like the whole time. Mm. Um and my favorite part is just being around so many movie theaters mm-hmm. <laughs> and just oh like and recognizing a bunch of places that I've seen in movies like every time I pass mm-hmm. by Mulholland Drive I squeak and of yes yeah and I just obviously I love movies like more than anything ever so it's just mm-hmm. really really nice to be in a culture that also loves movies so much because in Portland there's not really much they all yeah. love like hiking there which is cool. We're both from Arkansas. Ah. Uh, like yeah, yes. so same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they so, all yeah, love, like, Clint Eastwood movies and yeah. John Wayne movies. Ooh. Yeah. They were all, they were all very, very excited when Green Book won. <laughs> no. Uh, probably. No. I Maybe. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's rough. That is rough. Yeah, it's rough. So we get it. We get yes. being like, oh, wow, there are movies here. That's there, so exciting. Yes, there are movies here. There are celebrities here. I haven't seen one yet, but I will. I um, In my ooh. first couple days, uh, I was in my apartment. Um, like, we had, we had finally moved everything, and my family was still here. And um, they were like, we're going to go grab something to eat. Do you want to come with? And I was like, I'm really tired. Just, I'm going to chill here. And uh, they saw Elizabeth Moss. So... <gasps> <laughs> I know. My favorite the Scientology herself. Yes. Oh. <laughs> of all the Scientologists, uh, she that's is my true. favorite. Like I feel like you get like one Scientologist and yeah. she's she's the one that I pick. Yeah, we're lucky you, Brad isn't one, right? One. Yeah, oh my god. I don't know what I would do. What would you do? Uh, but he's no. he's speaking confirmed. of Brad. Yes. Oh go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say he's agnostic slash atheist. Um, okay, that's not confirmed. a Scientologist. He is, he is not a Scientologist. That's all I needed yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not a Scientologist, it's fine. <laughs> Speaking of Brad, we have um, maybe the biggest Brad Pitt fan ever on the podcast today um it's true everybody please welcome <laughs> mia vicino or brat pitt hey, hey, hey. or yeah <laughs> yeah hello that's me i'm mia yes. vicino slash brat pitt <laughs> yes yes um we so we f- actually very intentionally sought you out for this episode um we we were we knew that we needed to do another so last year we did um a female directors of 2018 
um, leading up to the Oscars. And then this year we were like, well, let's do it again. Let's have a guest on. Who should we have on? Um, and specifically because of your reviews, your letterbox, and also how much we love the lists. Uh, you have like your girl power list and then your top 25 directed by women of the decade list. Yeah. We were like, we've got to try and see if old Brat Pitt can <laughs> yeah. be on the podcast. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That's really we're kind. We're so excited. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be doing this um, this female director episode type thing, I guess, every year until the end of time, until everyone realizes. Mm-hmm. Until they, like, direct... Women do be directing things. They do be directing. They, do. they directed plenty <laughs> of movies this year and other years. I know. They were really good. Um, I know. And before we... Because we could start talking about this and then not stop talking about it for the next like 10 hours mm-hmm. but before we start talking about this mia we are gonna ask you the question that we ask every guest um which is why do you love movies oh <laughs> that's yeah. such a sweet question oh okay <clears throat> well i love movies because they give us a larger understanding of empathy. I saw a tweet that called them empathy machines, and I've been thinking about that ever since, because it's true. Um, So that's part of it. And I also love movies just because... um, Oh my god, I'm like emotional thinking about how much I love I know, I'm like watching you smile about (laughs) it. Oh, this is cute. God, God, love them. Um... I love them because they really help you feel less alone in the world. I guess that kind of ties into the empathy part. But just to like see other people going through um, like similar things that you have or like, you know, dealing with anything from like love to loneliness to like big life changes to death, like to grappling with all of these huge issues that like impact everybody humanity as a whole Mm -hmm. it's just um really cool to be able to experience that both with visuals and audio it's just like very an immersive art form so absolutely i love that 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 was probably the most like moving response that we've gotten very eloquent yes (laughs) like i do i love movies um (laughs) um i think that's a great place to just start. Let's just talk about the movies that we loved this past year that were directed by women. Yeah, yes. um, we can just like roundtable this. Mia, you can kick it off and just start talking about whatever movie you want to start talking about. Okay. Well, my favorite woman directed movie this year was *The Farewell* by Lulu Wang. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that one destroyed me. Um, I cried yes. a lot. I also cried a lot during Little Women, also female-directed. That is my second yeah. favorite. But for The Farewell yes. specifically, um, I, as I'm uh, half Korean, um, so it, I felt it really, really captured the Asian-American um, mm-hmm. experience of not really fitting in um, in either place, um, America or in the film, it's um, in China. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, just not really feeling like you fit in anywhere is a very lonely and alienating feeling because just Mm -hmm. like that culture you know like eastern culture and western culture also just vary so greatly like a lot of different values just like a um, very different way of living um and it's it's very confusing and there's not a lot of (laughs) mainstream art um about it 
Um, yes. And especially, you know, Lulu tried to get the story told, um, but to, she shopped it around to multiple producers, and every time they said, mm, we're not interested unless there's, like, some type of white character in it. Like, unless she struggled. Unless you change this, or unless you add that, yeah. She struggled, like, a yeah. really, really long time to get this made because there aren't any white people in the movie. Um, so that's, like, kind of part of why we don't have these stories. It's not that these stories don't exist, it's that, like, these systematic forces are saying, no, yeah. <laughs> you can't have the money to make it. Um, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that feels very reflective of, like, you know, us watching year after year them nominate, like, the same type of movie and the same type of people. Um, and, you know, not looking outward from that to, like, really unique and impactful stories because they're not exactly, they don't fit the cookie cutter. And I'm just wondering, mm -hmm. like, when the cookie cutter is going to be destroyed. Like, when do, when do people like us get into the Academy, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's amazing that Lulu Wong was so passionate and committed to this project and finally found in Our Lords and Saviors Day 24, um, <laughs> the, the, um, the funding and the ability to make the story she wanted. I love how, so I have been just steadily watching her discuss this movie and the process ever since I saw The Farewell, which was, like, quite a long time ago. I just haven't stopped wanting to hear her talk about it. And she was just so, um, just, like, uncompromising in everything that she wanted it to be. And even the things where people approached her about changes that they thought about, she, like, there's... She talks about how, because I'm also, I was born in the Philippines, um, but I have essentially lived in America my whole life, almost. And so the, there's like just such a specific, there's such a specific story to be told that she did tell about fully identifying but not at all identifying mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> two different cultures um it's so wild but she I think um someone some of the American producers approached her and they were like why is there so much food and so much eating in this movie um why why is that a thing and she had to really step back and she rather than doing all like rather than either buckling down saying you know what you're right you know like we'll cut that out or saying no I will not budge on this she stepped aside and she really thought about why did I write so many eating scenes in this movie was it just because I just wanted to give the character something to do as they were talking or is it because it actually is a part of the culture um and she took uh her very American like crew over to China and and introduced them to her family and they kept feeding her crew and they were like oh we get it this is okay got it yeah <laughs> yes and, no like that's the way exactly. that she was just so yeah she was like not gonna budge she was like no this is this is crucial to setting up this culture that I know about like trust me I know about and this this world and that's exactly that's the definition of empathy like let me put you in my shoes so you understand yeah. why this is crucial yeah you know I yes. think that's amazing it's, that's such a cool story it's also very oh, true I love this movie <laughs> about Asian families they do be feeding yeah they make they you do. eat I just There's visited also... my Korean grandparents and it was just like constant <laughs> just yeah. constant like they took it's me like out offensive to, yeah. if you yeah <laughs> it's if my parents like make you a meal and you're like i'm full they're like why do you hate me like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's a very real thing. And there's yes. also like somebody was like get, gave the criticism of like I think the mom character is a little she's really mean to Billy. Like she's very mean. That's what they're and, like. <laughs> yeah. She's like no. She was like is she mean? Did I make her that mean or whatever? And then after the premiere um someone like she she asked her brother like she was like do you think because of course she she based it off of her life Lulu Wang did Mm -hmm. and so she was like did I make the character of the mother aka our mother to me too mean to Billy and he said no I think a lot of the dialogue you gave her like she literally texted it to me last night like like, this is this is very real yes (laughs) you captured our Asian mother perfectly thank you oh yes Asian mothers yes I I have a full Asian mother and yeah that's that's just like how they talk and like I you know even when you say like can you not talk in that tone with me they're like that's just the way that's just the way I am and then like when I hang out with my grandparents my Korean grandparents like that's the way that they talk too like it's just a different Mm -hmm. way of speaking and like it can be jarring because we've grown up like in America Mm -hmm. where it's not really like that but it's Mm -hmm. also you know it's not like bad necessarily yeah you know and that's yeah (laughs) it's that cultural relativism thing like yes exactly like you shouldn't look at it and be like that's awful it's like a that's different um yeah there's a reason yeah Yeah. and I think Mm -hmm. we love Lulu here yeah, yes. <laughs> I think she genuinely crafted something, like, so passionate, and I I feel like it was such a female touch. Like, mm-hmm. like that's weird to say, but, like, just, you know, you, you look at things like that story about her taking the entire crew, you know, if it was a male director, yeah. you would he would say, shut up, this is my movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a million eating scenes, and I can do what I want, and they would be like, okay, yeah. Um <laughs> And, you know, you just look at things like that, and that's, like, such a, that's, you know, women are very empathetic creatures, and, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the touch that we put on things is so different um, emotionally, and um, you really feel it in, in The Farewell and in plenty of other movies that women directed this year, and I think it's, I think it's absolutely beautiful. I love that, like, when you started that sentence, you just kind of went... Women. Yeah. Women. Just, just women. Women. <laughs> I just. Is that our transition? Like... <laughs> yes. Women. Little women, baby. Little women. <laughs> women are little. Oh my gosh. Yes. The most. The uh, first of all, it's ridiculous that the farewell was not recognized at all at all um at all like not even like not like nothing what i don't nothing. i think I, it's because attraction i have oh. a theory i okay. think it's I'm because ready. the academy was like we're already honoring an asian movie with parasite so we uh-huh. don't need to do yeah. two that's like yeah. really like, what we, i think we already checked that box we can't have two like yeah. we would like diversity but too much is but too much that's you know? too much yeah. we gotta that's nominate way too much diversity. joker instead uh, oh my gosh yeah, if I, we talk about I, joker i'm gonna lose my ever-loving yeah. mind yeah. I really <laughs> we've will. talked about joker in every episode since we both see i hate it so much <laughs> God. It, sucks. It. it sucks this is about female directors <laughs> this is about them this is about god phillips Yes, the way that Greta Gerwig um, somehow secured six nominations and not a directing mm-hmm. nomination doesn't make any sense. I know, Dude, and she, she was, yeah, Go she's ahead. the white yeah. one. Like I was about to say, she was the one and only hope the white of the ones. women. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Like, it's incredible that, which I saw someone tweet where it was, like, not to say anything bad about Greta Gerwig, but just stating facts. Like, Greta has been a part of this industry for years, and she is with a acclaimed filmmaker. She herself has been nominated yeah. for Best Director before. One of she five women in history. Nominated. Yeah, she, like, is nominated for Best Picture this year, and even she couldn't get a nomination for best director like if Mm -hmm. she has done all of this what else does it take for someone to be nominated what is this it's insane ah i'm tired i'm so tired yeah same exhausting Uh, the little women the little women (laughs) we gotta we gotta praise this movie because they were so tiny they were (laughs) the smallest girls how small are Uh, they yeah how they they were very small Um, it's just like the antithesis to Tall Girl, the yeah. Netflix original, which is <laughs> Tall Girl yeah, iconic. That'd be a great list. <laughs> yeah. Size plus woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, the little women. We've talked about Little Women so I... much. We've we've talked about that movie a great deal <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast. But like, there well, obviously, like, yeah, yeah. not. Yes, no, it was it's it was so definitely great. one of my favorites of the year. Um mm-hmm. I as I said, I cried a lot during it. Um yes. as one does during the little women. Laura Dern I love that. Sorry to keep making it about the farewell. <laughs> yeah. But also that's just like an evergreen statement. Sorry yeah. to keep making things about the farewell. No, so um, true about love, the farewell though. <laughs> I love that the was it the critics' choice that um Aquafina won for best um, female actor in a comedy. <laughs> oh, yeah, Golden Globes. Like, yes. I was like, yes, fair in a the comedy. Farewell, the, the one where I sobbed the entire movie. Yeah. Love it. As a comedy. Yeah. Hmm. I know, and it's also wild how, yeah, she, like, won the Golden Globe and then wasn't even yeah. nominated. Yeah. For... Yeah, and even, even Zhao Shuzhen was nominated quite yeah. a few times throughout this award cycle and still mm-hmm. nothing. Like, Make it make sense. Close my mind. Nothing. And, Classic. I mean, Saoirse got a nomination for Little Women, which I was surprised mm-hmm. by. Yes. Saoirse um, did. And Florence. I, so did Florence, yeah. I loved Florence. Good for them. In this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I would like, I'm gonna pretend that Laura Dern's nomination was for Little Women. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just yes. gonna pretend like when she wins that, mm-hmm. maybe, that she uh, will be accepting it both for Marriage Story and for Little. She yeah. was a part of the two halves of of the Greta and Noah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. family. So good for her, honestly. Greta yes. is, her, the way she directs, her, like, characters are so impactful, I think. And I, I yeah, think this is, way... like, a common thread with women in general, that, like, this year specifically. Like, you look at movies like... Um, book smart. You look at movies like Hustlers, um, movies that have these big casts, but like every single character is vitally important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Laura Dern doesn't have that many lines in in Little Women. You know, mm-hmm. she has that really beautiful scene with um, with Saoirse, um and w- where they're talking. Oh, when about, she says know, she's angry all the time. Yeah. So, some natures are too lofty to bend, <laughs> which is a beautiful Ouch. scene. And um, and you have stuff like that, but I mean, she has a pretty small role, and yet it's so impactful. Like you mm-hmm. remember her mm-hmm. in this movie; she makes you cry in this movie. When she turns and- around at the table, mm-hmm. oh, mm. I yelled. 
yelled. <laughs> I I mean, I didn't yell. Yeah. In my mind, I yelled. Yeah. Also, the way that Greta, um, she does this in, she did this in Lady Bird. She did this uh, again in little, like, even with Mr. Lawrence, where mm-hmm. she gives you these tertiary characters, and she's like, but here's their entire backstory in two seconds. Yeah, and she shows and them. doesn't tell. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, now you, now you want, you would die for them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And all it took was, like, a moment of me showing you this. Whereas men directed movies this past year where they could barely handle, like, two men on an island together. That's all the <laughs> emotional <laughs> capacity I have. Sorry. Stop. I like the lighthouse. <laughs> Sarah didn't like okay, it. Okay, that's, that's fine. I hate it. Um, <laughs> that is okay. I just... it's okay. I'm in you love with Robert Pattinson. I... <laughs> that's why. I think I gen I genuinely think that's like why because he's in like that's, everything. Like, that's the only so reason. <laughs> I have a weakness. I have a weakness. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You can love what you love, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the because and Sarah Handlinger actually like pointed this out too. Speaking of like ensemble cast, Olivia Wilde with Booksmart, the way mm-hmm. that she yeah. was able to balance like obviously it's about two characters but you also like by the end of the movie like you understand like Gigi's motivation for everything you understand George's motivation for everything like you understand all these secondary Mm -hmm. yes the way that triple a what oh Oh, which I guess it's even call her that but that's that's how you have to remember her name in the movie or whatever but yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah like that moment with her in the car was like a big no. gut check for me where she's like yeah. you know I thought and it's such a it's something that women deal with constantly and I could see like a high school girl watching this scene and being like I really relate to that where she's like yeah I knew the guys would say dumb stuff but I never imagined the girls would call me a slut too yeah yes Ugh. and like and then the way she's like but Amy never called you <laughs> yeah Amy yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like, every single character is such a powerful force in that movie, and, and, and in Little Women, and, you know, even mm-hmm. though I kept looking at Mr. Lawrence, played by Chris Cooper, and seeing, like, the villain from the Muppets, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, playing villains. Yeah, when he's, like, an oil tycoon or something, like, the most classic villain. Of course. Um, he was still somebody that made me cry, like, when Beth died, and... Spoiler alert for a book that's yeah. been out for hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, that that he really crushed me, like, just emotionally, which I think that women are so good at doing, like, expressing emotion in that way and making it really powerful and hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even, I I will say, like, even on the opposite, like, because, yes, like, I feel like, Yes, women, <laughs> women are so great at those that emotional um, side of storytelling. At the same time, we can't like ignore when women also tell very like di- like I feel like hustlers this year, especially like of course it had like an incredible like emotional side to it, but more than that, like. It was like thrilling. To oh me yeah, as yes. a movie, like I the entire time I was like, this is just a very well crafted story, um, even outside of all of the like emotions underlying all of it. There's there's just there's just a way yeah that female directors this past year really captured 
um, the concept of like let's kill the rich. Lorene Scafaria <laughs> out. She out Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> she made a movie an hour and a half shorter that was incredible, um, and such a good crime story, but also mm-hmm. really really funny and genuine and like really? loving. Like the Christmas scene just gets my me. My favorite Christmas movie of the year, Hustlers. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean that that is such a you know, I think it's such a great story adapted from like an article, like, you know, um, just really fantastic. And every single actress was, I mean, Cardi B, who I like don't even necessarily <laughs> love in the music world. I genuinely like wanted more of her on screen. She was so fun. <laughs> yes. Like every single no. character. Hustlers was great. I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like women, they, don't just have to do like dramas and right. you know things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. like they're great at those. They can do anything they want. But yes. like also, right. like crime crime films. Like you know, I'm wearing my written yeah. and directed by Elaine May shirt right now. You can't really Love see it. it. Yes. But yeah, she made you know like this a crime movie in the '70s, Mikey and Nikki, um, and it was. I know that's not current, but you know it's <laughs> no, like it's they a, can yeah, yeah. direct, like. Movies that you wouldn't think that a woman could do. Yeah. Like, yeah, she made one of the best 70s crime gangster flicks. Um, yeah. Nobody knows about it because she's a lady. But, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's, they, they can do multiple different genres. Or, like, also, you know, when they bring in, they started bringing women in more to do um, Marvel movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when they do it, like, the women directors have said, that they're like, don't worry about the action scenes. Like, we'll take care of all of that for you. Like, mm. you won't have to deal with that. You Don't, don't worry, don't worry. And it's like, hmm, why do you think <laughs> yeah. she yeah. can't like, direct what? the yeah. action scenes? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like, you look at Anna Bowden directing on Captain Marvel this year um, yeah. with Ryan Fleck. But, like, Captain Marvel was actually a very good action movie. And a lot of the fights are very entertaining to watch. As well as a super emotional and, like, compassionate... At least to me. Like, Captain Marvel slapped for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It it hit everything I want in a movie. Um, Brie Larson and um, strong women supporting other women. Oh, yeah. Jude Law's Law's there. I didn't see it, but I know Jude Law is there. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) I know the truth lies there. <laughs> it comforts me to he know. He was very much just there. He was there. <laughs> He's the embodiment of, like, an abusive relationship. I have a whole yeah. spiel on uh, Captain Marvel I could go into. Yes. <laughs> but, oh. um, it's a good spiel. Listen to our Captain Marvel episode. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, like, two hours long. <laughs> that was that happened forever ago. That was, like, a year ago. Wow. 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 And, I mean, yeah, but, like, on that genre thing, I, I'll talk about... Um, <laughs> Uh, Claire Denis directed High Life this year. Yes. And um, Mm -hmm. that movie is confusing. Um, However, (laughs) I found it to be a really great sci-fi movie. Um, uh, Really high concept and, like, super dense. But I love that, you know? And um, to me, it was similar, um, like, I don't know, to Annihilation in, like, the super high concept and like obviously things have some level of representation of like points in your life and things like that and um 
yeah, I, I thought that that movie was fantastically directed, and Claire Denis is a legend. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Yeah, no, High Life, High Life was a great movie. I think I need to rewatch it, mm-hmm. um, because again, it is very, very dense, but I could tell that it was good. <laughs> and also Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and Robert Pattinson, yes. as I've said, that's my husband. <laughs> yes. I love him very much. Um, he does a great, great job as Monty and Mm -hmm. um I mean he's just we're talking about women so I won't talk about him I'm actually gonna move on to Rob I'm putting um, no Rob not now Juliette Binoche (laughs) we'll do a whole other episode we're gonna Twilight again we've done we did an entire Twilight episode yes (laughs) oh my god Edward Cullen one of my first loves but uh (laughs) Twilight is female directed It is Catherine Hardwick, a legend. Yes. Um, but, okay, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, another thing about High Life <laughs> that I really liked is, um, I mean, it's like a very French film. I mean, obviously it's in English, mm-hmm. but, like, it did not mm-hmm. go with, like, an Americanized plot structure of, like, act one, right. act two, act three. Here's the character arc. Da-da-da, everything's spelled out for you. Yeah. It, um... Yeah, and in a lot of French movies, you know, they don't really do that. And I prefer, I or not prefer, but I enjoy that too. But I see why it flopped, unfortunately. Because yeah. <laughs> people when you were like, like trust oh, your... I'm confused. I have to think about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard. Um, yeah, it directors is hard. a lot of times have to strike that balance between, like, um, between spoon feeding and treating the audience like an idiot which always puts me off and I think puts a lot of people off Mm. Mm -hmm. except for the academy because they nominated joker what yeah um and then you have to strike this balance between like being super confusing and abstract and um and I think that high life is definitely on one end of that spectrum or Mm -hmm. um closer to one end but um also it's really really just intriguing and the visuals are awesome so they keep you engaged um, and yeah, I thought it was really, really nihilistic and sad, but uh, also, um, you know, that title card hits like what, 30 minutes in and it's like yeah. dead astronauts floating With all past. the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I haven't seen it. So everything about this conversation, I'm like, what is, <laughs> like, yeah. what is this movie? And well, I, it reminded I do me think, oh, what? Oh, yeah. It reminded me of, like, the density of a space odyssey a little bit. And, yeah. like, it's not explaining everything to you, and then things move a little slow. But I, I thought it was brilliantly directed. Yes. Um, um, speaking of brilliant female French directors, um, Celine Siama did mm-hmm. A Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and I, we, I've already gushed about this <laughs> in, on this podcast. So I don't have to gush about it much more, but just another... Just why I I don't I love I love her so much and I love this. I am so okay. Much. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm dying to see it because okay. I was in I was in like Portland where nothing comes out um, mm-hmm, up right. until like two weeks ago. But I already have my ticket <laughs> for February seventh awesome. with it. It's a Q and A yes. with Celine herself. Um, <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, that's, wait a minute. Yeah, go <laughs> go to it. It's at the landmark. <laughs> I'm like. Oh my Sarah gosh, Hanlon, you're there. Yeah. So I yeah. I have my I have my ticket for that. So I am going to see it, but okay. I've been like dying to see it. It is yeah. homophobic and crying. that I have not seen it yet. That it, it's been denied to me. <laughs> Biphobic, I guess. How dare you? 
<laughs> I want to see it so bad. And I haven't, oh, this is, this is true. I have, I literally have not posted my top 2019 list on Letterboxd yet because I'm waiting okay. to see Portrait of Lady on Fire because mm. I know it's going to be so far up there. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I was looking at your list and I was like, does she have a ranked for 2019? And I was like, no, she must be waiting for something. <laughs> I'm and literally so, waiting for Portrait of Lady on Fire. <laughs> yeah. It I didn't think that it would alter my ranked list so much, and it did. It like like it snuck in there at the very end of the year and mm-hmm. like made its way into top five. And I was like, "All right, let's go. Like, I'm fine with it." That's amazing. Um, yeah, I still haven't seen it. I won't talk about it too much. But... Yeah, I won't talk about it too much just because um you know you guys haven't seen it but there was not a single man in sight oh (laughs) that's what we like to see (laughs) yes there was there was like there wasn't even like a moment of oh we'll get no it was it's just all women all the time Mm -hmm. and i love it (laughs) that's what i want women Women. uh yes speaking of not a single Um, man in sight um good there were two, not to, like, lump two comedies that were female-directed uh, together, but um, both, I saw Late Night the other, um, like, okay. a couple weeks ago, and Someone Great was a big one for me and Sarah in the beginning of the year. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> that's two, like, maybe they're not, like, awards-type movies, but that's two mm-hmm. really great comedies that have, like, all-female casts that are really fun to watch. And not a man. <laughs> no, um. except for Lakeith Stanfield, who I will allow. That is, <laughs> he's the one, the man I will allow to be in sight. That's fine. And then <laughs> late night, it was like Hugh Dancy, right? I like Hugh Dancy. Yeah, yeah. There were um, so that's allowed. Yeah, there were good. Yeah, there that's were good allowed. men in uh, in late night. Good men, but that's the thing with. I don't, like, the way that you normally see female characters in very male-heavy movies just kind of being there to be there, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that I, which it's fine if female directors kind of put a man in there just to be there, but there's such a sense of, like, let's make every character actually be fully dynamic and fully fleshed out Mm -hmm. and a real human in all of these movies and not you know just i don't know there's just huh that's I something was talk about someone yeah i rewatched someone great last night and it just it hits every single time mm. when that super cut by lord comes in and you just start crying <laughs> it's just so good yeah and it's that fleshing out of characters that's something that i really um really really appreciate like i think that a lot of mainstream big budget movies are very focused on plot um mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. you know just constant spectacle plot uh things mm-hmm. like that and there's not really enough time to like get to know the characters and um and if we do get to know them like they're often just they don't feel like real people they're just like doing mm-hmm. a one liner and then that's it or yeah. um you know they don't they do not feel authentic and there's just like this authenticity that women can often bring to it um mm-hmm. yeah and the dialogue too specifically like if a movie has bad dialogue I oh my god that's like yeah I just really I care about the script a lot and so if a movie has bad dialogue I can't do it but I don't know I just feel like women women that's the theme women um, they just have an ear for dialogue and again I'm like generalizing obviously you know right yeah all not all women um (laughs) but (laughs) 
but yeah, yeah there's I mean, like just it feels thing, authentic. I think that's part of the conversation though is to be like no like a lot of women did also make like not great movies. Like I didn't mm-hmm. like Queen and Slim. Like I just I didn't. But mm-hmm. I still thought that like just to have movies like that in the conversation, like they are still worth having a discussion about mm-hmm. and still worth like being treated like an actual film because it is an actual mm-hmm. film. Um, but it's definitely it's worthy of having a conversation around it. And there there's like the argument where people on old twitter.com keep saying like well maybe they would you know nominate women if women just made good made movies, good movies. <laughs> like, stop because like that's the thing is like yeah women make really great movies women also have made really not great movies but also men have made great movies but also men have made really not great movies. men have made a lot Let's of just... bad art yeah yeah a lot like but to see men get praised for bad movies mm-hmm. just because of who they are um, and what they've done in the past or like whatever, but then to see women not get praised for mm-hmm. good movies, it doesn't make sense to me. No, yeah. does it? no. Men have made and, a lot of bad art, and so have, and like women mm-hmm. and women have the right to make bad movies and get paid for it. Um, yeah, because like men are doing that, they get their paycheck yeah. for making their garbage. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it's, like, it's not, like, I don't know, like, we're very obviously not saying, like, female directors or nothing. It's, like, no, but female directors, too. Yeah. Like, female directors also. Like, they are also out here. But you would never know if you were just watching the Academy Awards. Yeah. You'd have no idea. You'd have no idea about, like, The Farewell or anything like that. It's, like, that was literally one of the best movies of the year. Like, they are making. Yeah. Or they're, and they are making them, but also they're having trouble making them. So it's, Mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Like, there are a lot fewer, but that's because, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they can't get funding. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. if Shia LaBeouf hadn't, like, specifically sought out Alma Harrell um, yes. yeah, and for that's Honey a, Boy. Okay. Honey Boy. Yes, I Honey mean, Boy. I she, love the direction she might not of have Honey been Boy. Able to, yeah. And she might not have been able to get onto that project. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, she is such a brilliant director. And Honey Boy was incredible. Yeah. For a debut um, as well. Is it a yes. debut feature? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think it was at least definitely her her fe- her feature. And its absolute shutout like broke my heart because that that movie really resonated with me. Like was was a really big deal to me this year. Um, mm-hmm. Like number two on my list, just one of my favorites. And I just could not believe that people. Well, I can't believe that anybody watched it and then was like, "No, I'm not going to nominate that." I just think nobody watched it because like. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like, I don't know. It makes me extra bitter. I'm like, okay, destroy Shia LaBeouf's childhood, and then he makes a movie about it, and then don't nominate it for any of Yeah. Yeah. Like, you guys are the reason. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, no, every yeah. performance in that movie was incredible. I also really liked Lucas Hedges um, mm-hmm. yeah. as, like, the older version of him. Yes. He was, oh, he destroyed me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and it's... You know, it's a testament to the direction that there were such great performances all across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, the younger actor, Noah Jupe. Yes, uh, he's oh. fantastic. It's hard to direct children, <laughs> yes. yeah. I feel like. I've never done it before, but I feel like it would be really hard. And he, and they can, you know, they can <laughs> yeah. make or break the movie. Um, yeah. yeah. And I just, he just did such such a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, just yes. heartbreaking. Um, I think this is 
this is where I will say, like, I feel like it's hard for me in, like, a lot of conversations about female directors to very, like, because I'm very, like, you know what, like, yeah, they definitely bring something different to the table, but it's not to say that, like, a lot of male directors also can bring that to the table or what, like, it's just like, hey, can we just, but that being said, one of the things that I think across the board for all of these movies that we're talking about is that these women directors are very intentionally making safe spaces for their actors on their sets. Like, in the way, Mm -hmm. there's so much behind-the-scenes footage of, like, Amahara, like, talking to Noah Juve and, like, Mm -hmm. very much... Because he's got to do some really difficult stuff. Some really awful Like, very traumatic scenes, like, are being played out for this small child. And the way that she constructed... Um, her sets and the way that she gave him like a safe space to explore those emotions and then immediately allow him to be just like a carefree kid again so that the cycle doesn't repeat and he becomes actually like Shia LaBeouf um, is incredible and then in the way that Olivia Wilde for the bathroom sex scene in Booksmart where she allowed the two girls to like she was like all right everybody out like we're not giving like the female gaze is not one that's like exploitive or um it's it's one that's very like here let's make this a safe space for people to explore like what is going on on set and to make them comfortable um Mm -hmm. Lorraine Scafaria did that for Hustlers because again there's a lot of just like really vulnerable moments that you could have as an actor on set for movies like Hustlers um and she gave them a space to feel like protected and to feel like they could explore um the scenes that they are in without the fear of like a male director trying to like i don't know just like Mm -hmm. make it unsafe for them or just to just to do anything to get the shot if that makes sense yes yes i I think i've seen that with so many of the behind the scenes stuff with with these female directors yeah and um back to book smart real quick because i totally agree i thought that that the fact that it was a safe space really, really shined through in Booksmart, Mm -hmm. because Olivia Wilde had said, like, the set had a Mm no-assholes policy, where, like, um, yeah, if you're mean or anything like that, it's like, you gotta go, and Mm -hmm. I also think that, like, you know, with those younger actors, I don't know if they were really teens, they are like, early 20s, probably, but still, that's still, like, a vulnerable... You're not as confident as you are when you're an adult actor, and it would be, and especially for comedy, you have to be really confident in what you're doing for it to work and um if they felt like not safe or that the director was going to be mean to them or anything I feel like the performances definitely could suffer um but Mm -hmm. yeah you could just tell that they were like having fun on set and they felt comfortable yeah um and yeah that's a whole other element of like female direction is that you get these you hear about these traumatic sets like where Mm -hmm. the director is just a complete ass the whole time mm-hmm. and everyone David o. is like very yeah yeah mm-hmm. and yeah traumatizing people on set and everyone is very mad and it's bringing out like the worst mm-hmm. in people but i mean like you only see that from male directors and it it's clear from like it doesn't have to be like that you know it's not necessary to a good movie for suffering to happen yeah mm-hmm. and it's yeah. such a it's such a like dude concept to suffer for your art and it's stupid yeah. honestly like if yeah. you're if you're in a space where you can healthily create something it you don't have to be like traumatizing so everyone on set yeah 
Yeah. No, I agree. I think a testament to, like, I think a lot of people, when they think of directing, just look at the final product of a film, which, like, of course, yeah, that too, but also the, like, the way that a crew talks about the director and the way that, like, the crew talks about life on set is very telling of Mm -hmm. directors. I love the way that Lulu Wong's crew for The Farewell talks about the production because you can tell that they were just like in awe of how she worked and how um she how she treated everyone around her mm-hmm. as her equal intellectuals in creating a movie like that's really cool mm-hmm. there's like little videos of her a little hoverboard just like floating around the set because <laughs> she's like i have little legs and it takes me a long time to walk somewhere so she's just like zooming around like asking people if they need help with anything I love <laughs> like that. she got her entire crew um like uh <laughs> like they did the like cupping thing in the movie the farewell where like yes. they got cupped and so she was like let's do this for the whole crew <laughs> so, like it's just so great like to be to be a part of like the whole culture that that director creates on set mm-hmm. i think it's just special when you hear the stories about like behind the scenes of like the women directors you know absolutely mm-hmm. especially cuz set so can be so brutal it's like 12 hour plus days yeah um mm-hmm. and it's just you know sometimes you're outside where it's really cold or really hot and you just have to deal with it for many many hours and yeah it's just it's just nice <laughs> to be nice to these people yeah. who are doing mm-hmm. this for you so that you yeah. can be credited as the director <laughs> <laughs> it's all for you like it's just it's just nice <laughs> yeah. i know they're getting paid yeah. but like yeah <laughs> It's beautiful. I mean, like, the fact of the matter is it doesn't have to be torture. And Mm -hmm. um, what a concept. Yeah, (laughs) I think women bring, because if women were jerks on set, they just wouldn't work anymore because they'd be Mm -hmm. difficult to work Mm -hmm. with. But when men do it, they're artists. That's what happened to Elaine May. She only has made four films in her life because she was labeled as difficult um, because she, like, stood up for her art <laughs> mm-hmm. and, like, wouldn't let the studios, yeah. like, butcher her movie. And so they kept calling her difficult. And then she didn't work for, like, decades and decades mm-hmm. and decades because she was, like, blackballed for being yeah. hard to work mm-hmm. with. It's just... And then when a certain clown director, who will not be <laughs> named, mm-hmm. um, does the same things and is very demanding for what he wants of his script... Uh, then he's considered to be can we can we put air quotes around that <laughs> script mm-hmm. <laughs> an O'Toole. It's just I mean my mm. McDonald's receipt is a script if that's a script so ah <laughs> I'm so ready for people to yell at me online. This is gonna be just that right there is the social media um, <laughs> promotion just so <laughs> people know that. I'm still hating on Joker. The brand is stable. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just watched it for the first... We're not talking about Joker. We're talking about women. And women. Um, Women, as I said, women have the right to make movies that aren't good. 
Um, and movies that are good. Who would have thunk? Yeah. Yeah. But, um... It's almost like they're also humans. Yeah. Hmm. Wild. Because hmm. they, you know, <laughs> I mean, I saw some... I saw some kind of bad movies directed by women this year. And again, mm-hmm. the, Charlie's Angels was not good. Yeah. That was not a good movie. <laughs> but also... But it was fun. She should be allowed. She yeah. should be allowed. <laughs> I know, right? She should be allowed. She should be allowed. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. There were a couple this year I, that just, that weren't great. Yeah. The Kitchen. Black Christmas was directed by a woman. Yeah. And. Now we don't have to talk about Black Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as we said, like, that's the thing, is that they should be allowed to collect their paycheck. Um, yeah. Right. And be paid equally. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. they also should have the right for it to not destroy their career, because, yeah. Like so many Colin men Trevor have is still making are, movies. Yeah, he's still making movies. Like so many men have With flopped a huge so budget. It's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like so, they've flopped so ridiculously hard and they still get to work. They're still alive, instead yeah. of being discarded from everybody. I mean, it just yeah. makes it like yeah. the the more you compare these things, the more evident it becomes like that there is a clear and present um a discrimination by these mm-hmm. old white mm-hmm. dudes that make up 98% of the Academy and 98% of the awards. You know, I loved Greta calling out like the Hollywood foreign press for everybody coming up to her and being like, <laughs> I, I voted for you. And she's like, well, you did not because didn't. she's like, not maybe some of you did, but definitely not all of you. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, Somebody said this is literally the knives out scene where everybody, yeah. or the the knives oh, out yeah. bit where everybody's like, "I thought you should yeah. be at the funeral. I was outvoted." I yeah, <laughs> like, like nobody voted for her. No, and yeah, and they wanted to lie about it and like save face because she's somebody who has a, a bit of clout. But it's like I get, I yeah. doubt anybody did that for Alma Harrell. Like she was yeah. just disrespected and paid dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a building tall like like the entire building on santa monica boulevard had a honey boy poster at, like a four-year consideration and i was like oh. oh my gosh like this is my favorite thing in the world like please please nominate it and not a thing and it's just baffling baffling i don't understand yeah also um another one that was good this year was the uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood Directed by yeah, Marielle I Heller. Seen it, but, I yeah. I saw it. I thought that it was just gonna be like a Mr. Rogers biopic. I don't really care. Yeah. And then it wasn't. I don't love a biopic. Yeah, it wasn't was it a not? biopic at all. Like it's Ooh. yeah, it's really like you know Mr. Rogers is just a supporting character. Like it's it's really mm-hmm. about this um, like journalist who's like kind of cynical and he has to like do a story on Mr. Rogers and he's like. Uh, uh, that's stupid, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he does it, and then Mr. Rogers is really nice. And he, like, mm-hmm. makes him, like, have a different outlook on the world. And um, it's also just, again, it's shot with such empathy. There are these splashes mm-hmm. of surrealism. Like, it takes it takes artistic risks, too. Yeah. Like, it, it, really, it really surprised me. And um, it was just a very warm film that... Um, yeah. And, you know, like, Tom Hanks got recognized for his performance. Like, he's mm-hmm. been being recognized. Um, but the rest of the movie isn't really. Right. Um, but well, I thought I thought it was I thought it was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we made I a joke. We really good things about it. But, yeah. yeah. We made a joke last week that we were like, 
we need to just put all the Oscar bait actors in a movie and then have like a, like a, like a woman of color, maybe, um, like someone who, you know, is a genuinely great director, direct them and then they'll have no choice. But they do have a choice, apparently, because Marielle Heller directs a movie, or Greta Gerwig directs an incredible movie, and they nominate everything about it except for the director. Yeah, It's like, did you think it appeared out of thin air? Yeah. (laughs) There has to be a director behind it. Well, they're gonna, they like to give them the screenwriting one instead. They're like, here's a screenwriting Mm. Oscar. Yeah. There, are you satisfied? Um, a little bit. uh, It's nice, but... (laughs) but... Yeah, but it's not, it's, it's just, it's just, like, I mean, again, we talked about this last episode, where it's just, like, Greta couldn't, Greta started working on the script for Little Women long before she did Lady Bird, Mm -hmm. and she couldn't get greenlit to do Little Women until she showed that she could do her thing with Lady Bird, and she got nominated for it, and through that, Sony was like, wait, maybe there's like some award clout in this if we mm-hmm. you know let her do this thing um and then through that she was able to do her dream project that she's been working on for forever and did a great job and is like critically acclaimed whatever and then still doesn't get nominated but it's like breathes life into a where, story that's been told so many times yeah, it's just that thing where it's like she wasn't even really allowed a conversation about this until she did her own thing and proved that she could be nominated um which like prop say 24 for allowing women to tell these stories um that nobody Mm -hmm. else would really give a chance to Mm -hmm. um and i don't know so it is important that women keep getting nominated because those bigger studios see those nominations and then they ask them to make more movies and yeah Yeah, it's like it's very easy to say that the oscars don't matter when they don't like necessarily like artistically matter but they do industry wise Mm -hmm. like a lot Mm -hmm. a lot a lot Mm -hmm. a lot um so that's also why it's so frustrating because it's like you can tell yourself like you know when the joker gets 11 nominations you know it's like oh they don't matter Mm -hmm. they don't matter they don't matter but it's like it does and it's so you're telling yeah that's them telling the studios or that's the studios here what the studios here when joker gets nominated so much is oh then audiences must want more of this let's keep doing that especially yeah. cuz it made and so then much just money they're going to keep doing it <laughs> and yeah uh, it, ugh. it like makes yeah. me sick to my stomach to think that okay joker crushed a billion dollars so get ready for more gritty, whiny, um, like, doesn't know what it yeah. wants to be, but also screams its message super loud in your ear. Um, we're going to get this again? Yeah. But again, it's not about Joker. It's yeah. not about Joker. But all of these films Lulu that we've Wong talked Greta about are Gerwig. more deserving yeah. than Joker. Uh, do we, uh, did we talk about all of the women we would like to talk about? Huh. Um, I think I'm looking at all the other ones. Okay. Oh, all there's, the there's two more women I have to say something yes. about. Okay. <laughs> um, Tell us about the women. Okay. Here are the women. So one, Agnes Varda's last movie, um, oh, came out, yeah. Varda by Agnes. That came out this year. Um, she directed it. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's it was her last 
film ever. I love ever. her so much, and I still haven't seen that because I don't know if I want. I'm scared. <laughs> no, it hurt. It was painful. I yeah. yeah it, I'm emotionally <laughs> terrified to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it hurt a lot, but um, it it's just kind of like a crash course almost in filmmaking to be honest like mm-hmm. she really goes in depth she goes over like a lot of her big movies like you know Cleo from five to seven mm-hmm. um Vagabond all, all those and she just kind of like explains her process um and she really really emphasizes empathy again and um warmth and all these things like it was it was really beautiful and I think that it's like a must see for anybody mm-hmm. who appreciates the art of film um Mm because she is just like she was such an expert on it you know like she um was one of the pioneers of the French new wave wave. yeah Yeah. so 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 important so um that was one of my favorites of this year I thought it was very very um essential and then but again like that one like it barely got a release like it was hard to see (laughs) um it it played like literally one night in Portland um yeah so you know, yeah. like that's it, it's hard. It's hard to see, but it's, it's just a shame. About, though, because mm-hmm. yeah. She's, yeah. Um, and then also, I liked the souvenir by Joanna mm. Hogg. Yes, um, that one also kind of came and went, and a lot of people don't really like it that much because it's just kind of about you it's, know a posh woman. Yeah, I got. Yeah. I got halfway through it. I got halfway through it, and then I was like, I'm going to have to do this another day. Yeah. Because I think, I think it's, like, one of those I had to, like, I wasn't prepared for what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, oh, I don't have the, like, space or time or emotional mental capacity to sit and watch this movie right now. So yes. I got halfway through it. But it's beautiful. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, and it was very personal because it was about her own um, experience. Like, it's semi-autobiographical, mm-hmm. and I thought it was... Um, pretty bold to make this movie because like a lot of complaints about it were that like why is she with this guy who's you know Mm -hmm. who is treating her so badly and is like addicted to heroin and like he's not even that hot like why is she why is she with this guy (laughs) (laughs) like um, that's but and she like knows this like there's literally a scene Mm -hmm. in the movie um, where like that song that's like is he really going out with him? Yeah, mm-hmm. That song about, yeah. like, is she, re- is she really going out with him? That's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So she, like, knows that. And to make this movie that's like, yes, yeah. I liked this guy so despite honest. all of it. And to know that the audience is going to be, like, dump him, like, the yeah, whole like, time. what are you doing? Yeah, it's just, like, that's really bold to do it's very authentic yeah. um yeah you know yeah and so and I, just, that's I re- just like the group chat with the girls yeah it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's everyone being like what are you doing well, yeah like what are you honest. doing but it's like, like you know sometimes it's like that sometimes like love is like that and it do be like that it do be it do be like that sometimes <laughs> so um yeah i i respect it i respect that movie yeah well, and that's the thing. I mean, we talked about Honey Boy too. I think Honey Boy is a really honest and like unflinching look at how things were for Shia LaBeouf at that point in his life. And I think that Alma Harrell does that so masterfully in that it's not ever like it's it's just honest. It's, you know, objective almost. It's looking mm-hmm. he's looking at his dad and everything that his dad did and there's a beautiful line in the movie that's like um 
all my dad ever gave me is pain and you want to take that away he says that to a therapist and she's like I can't um and you know uh I I can't and I think just that honesty and empathy comes through clearly if that's her own story you know Joanna Hoggs then um she's you know she's not forgiving herself or anyone really she's just telling Mm -hmm. it as it happened yeah and um, that authenticity is really powerful in a film. And um, women really delivered it this year. Yes. <sighs> they did. Women. Women. Um, speaking of women. So, <laughs> yeah, at the end of every... Speaking of yeah. women for the whole... Yeah. <laughs> fun fact. Like, guys, go re-listen to this whole episode and take a sip of water every time. <laughs> we say, women. Women. <laughs> women. <laughs> Stay hydrated. It's winter. You gotta (laughs) remember to do all that. Um, We, at the end of every episode, we finish them off by taking a BuzzFeed quiz. Um, Sometimes we take them through the perspective of a certain character. Um, Sometimes we, if we have a guest, we'll just give you the BuzzFeed quiz. And um, because we love women so much here... We are going to take this BuzzFeed Big and quiz, small. and we're going to ask you, yeah, we love all women. Um, we are going <laughs> to figure out which little women character you are, um, and it's all going to be so exciting. <laughs> so, yes. Are you ready? I feel like maybe I took this quiz. <laughs> of course. No, no, I don't know. Don't They're tell like us. Kind no spoilers. No, no spoilers. I mean, like, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, Mia. Yes. Pick a Saturday night activity. Okay. Hanging out with friends, going on a date, reading a book, or sleeping. Oh. <laughs> those are pretty good. Um, yeah. All of those are pretty good except for the date one. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean, I like to read, but I will say hanging out with friends. Yeah. Um, okay. Because I can read other nights. <laughs> Yeah, you can also read while you're hanging out with friends if yeah. you want to. When I was younger, Valid. I used to invite friends over to just, like, read with me. Like, read parties, <laughs> like, yeah. Come over and you sit on the couch, I'll sit on the other couch, we can read, and my friends would be like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, okay, pick a travel destination. Uh, New York City, Los Angeles, Paris, or London? Ooh. See, I I would usually pick L.A., but, like, that's where I live now. Yeah, Um, you're an L.A. girl. I'm an L.A. girl. So it was New York, London, and... Um, Paris. Paris, okay. Hmm. Because, again, I would pick L.A., but... Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, So I guess I would pick... I would pick London because I'd like to see Paddington. Mm. Yes. Yes. Makes sense, yes. Yeah. Um, Pop over and say hello. Yes. <laughs> uh, you, that's such a great, like, London, because Paddington. Because that's where okay, Paddington like, is. I want to go, <laughs> yeah, I want to go to New York City because of Frances Ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gonna go see her at her apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you could also pick Paris. Um, you could see her there, but yeah, she's only there that's true, very briefly. But only for a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'd probably miss her. She'd yeah. be on the way back already. Mm-hmm. Oh, so <laughs> sad. Um, pick a meal for dinner. Um, steak, pizza, chicken fingers, or spaghetti? Pizza. Pizza. Easy. Um, 
Pick a female artist. Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Adele, or Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Carrie Underwood. No. <laughs> That's just like a funny one to put in yeah. with those legends. Uh, <laughs> um, Soccer mommy. Mm, <laughs> okay. Like I think, uh, it's between Beyonce and Lady Gaga. But mm-hmm, um, it always is. I know Beyonce is like the right answer, but I listen to Lady Gaga more. Not necessarily. Um, yeah. So Lady Gaga. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love um, Beyonce. Pick... <laughs> Putting that on the record. Okay. Um, the next one is pick an ice cream. I'm gonna just describe these to you. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. we love ya. I know. So this, there's so there's like a vanilla scoops with sprinkles on top in a bowl covered in sprinkles. So it's Whoa. just very sprinkles. Lots of sprinkles. Um. Yes, there's a vanilla. Um. So when <laughs> when I kind of like scroll over it and like the, the caption for it like the descriptor the image description for this one says white and brown ice cream in cup close-up photography oh good um <laughs> but no sprinkles but it just looks like vanilla with like peanut butter and like peanuts on top oh um this one uh does not have an, a visual descriptor and it it looks like pistachio um couldn't tell you for sure is it green um and <laughs> it's like greenish uh, I know, but it's like in a cup, and then there's like a uh, like sugar cone like on top of it. Oh, like, okay. I love so the it's a little fancy. <laughs> anyway, the fourth one this is an, is uh, the the visual descriptor for this one is white ice cream in brown cone. Um, okay. No, it says white ice cream on brown cone. <laughs> <laughs> there, so it is just ice cream on like a cone, and it has like maybe like caramel or something on top. I don't know. Okay, okay I'm gonna go roll, with please. sprinkles. <laughs> sprinkles, great. All right, sprinkles. Um, okay, pick a novel: Pride and Prejudice, The Hunger Games, Twilight, or Gone Girl. I that's, know. That's tough, actually. <laughs> the choices. Oh, my God. The that's last really two. It's That's hard. Gone Girl, though. Yeah. Gone Girl. Gone Girl. God. That, um, Gone Girl okay. radicalized me, I will say. It is, like, <laughs> genuinely... <laughs> Amy did nothing wrong. Like, Amy Dunn did nothing wrong. We'll just put that on the record. Amy never... If, if your name is Amy in a movie and you have been... Um, <laughs> you you just can't do anything wrong whether mm-hmm. you're in book smart or little women or gone girl mm-hmm. we're team amy, amy. The of the <laughs> um handler can you help me with this next one okay <laughs> it's um pick a dog i don't know anything about dogs okay okay <laughs> um so the dogs are <laughs> I'm um, like i'm like there's a white dog a brown dog a fluffy dog and another dog with a flower so <laughs> Okay, so it's like a, oh, like, like a big fluffy, like a, like a, I don't know how you say that, the name of it, like the the Samoyed or Samoy, I don't know. Oh, um, I know a that golden dog. Retriever. Yeah, there's a golden retriever with a um, with a tulip in his mouth. There's, <laughs> um, there's like a, a, it looks terrierish. A fluffy boy. And he has a, he's like smiling at a bubble, and then Aww. there's a, like a white lab. Um, smiling in a green field. What color is the terrier? It's brown or tan. Okay. And then there's a white lab smiling in a green field. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Okay, I have to go with the the Samo Samoyed. Is However that what you it say, is? Yeah, the, the first white one, fluffy Sarah. guy. 
Yeah. Great. He's Got cute. <laughs> um, okay. Pick a season. Fall, winter, spring, or summer. Summer. Yes. Wow, Woo. I'm glad that you're in LA. Yeah. Okay. We have your results. <gasps> Woo! Okay. So, which of the March sisters from Little Women are you most like? You are Joe March. <gasps> Courageous, creative, <laughs> honest, and headstrong. You are just like Joe March. I'm so oh, I love happy. It. <laughs> that Literally. is such a good result. Oh my god. Yeah. Pure joy. <laughs> Absolutely Tears. thrilled. Academy Award. Oh. <laughs> cool. Incredible. I'm very happy you with that one. You guys heard it here first. Brat Pitt is Joe March. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> I would have also oh, I accepted I the Timothy Chalamet character. Multiple people yes. told me that I reminded them of him in that movie if I was like what a, a white boy. <laughs> I, I think what so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My celebrity look alike. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have accepted that one too, but he's mm-hmm. not one of the little women. He's kind of he wishes. Al- he w- he's the fifth he's little, sister. For yeah, sure. he's little. He- for- <laughs> little boys. Um, oh, I love that. Thank you for doing this with us. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, um, but as we sign off, we say what movie we are looking forward to the most right now. Um, I would assume that yours is Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> You're right. It is Portrait so of a Lady on Fire as of right now, but in the far, farther future, yes. I suppose, I'm looking forward to Damien Chazelle's Babylon, starring Brad Pitt uh, and yes. Emma Stone. Of course. Which will be <laughs> yes. filming on the Paramount lot soon. Oh uh, <laughs> so, but that's like years away. But I so, am looking forward to it. Yes. That's, and also yeah, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> Sarah Hanlozer. I'm seeing Color Out of Space tonight, which is Nicolas Cage in an H.P. Oh Lovecraft God. story, and I am so excited. This is, you're everything that you could ever, you could ever it's want. It's getting good <laughs> reviews. I'm very stoked. I, okay, I have to say something about that movie. I accidentally, like, stumbled upon the premiere. Oh, like, my gosh. That's okay. Recently. It was okay, like, an, well, I was LA. trying, no, 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 hold on. I was trying to see 1917. Yeah. <laughs> At, like, at some theater with a friend, at the Vista with my friend, and then we were, it's a single screen theater, and we got there, there's, like, this huge line, we were, like, why are so many people trying to see 1917? Like, it has been (laughs) out for a while, we're, like, what? (laughs) And then, like, we finally asked somebody, they're, like, this is for, like, Colorado Space, like, Nicolas Cage, like, it's, like, the premiere of it we were like what we're just trying to see 1917 bye oh my gosh that's very (laughs) that's very LA uh (laughs) <laughs> I stumble upon premieres all the time. I I should stop Didn't naming you stumble upon the, the the bombshell one. Yeah, I should stop naming the the, the um the movies oh, that like or the movie theater that I live close to. I'm trying not to dox <laughs> myself, but uh but I live close to a theater where they do a lot of um premieres. And so like, yeah, I stumbled onto the bombshell premiere um <laughs> 47 meters down uncaged. So <laughs> Wow. Sylvester Stallone's daughter. That was cool. Um, yeah, uh, Knives Out LA. premiered like close. Yeah, so Whoa, I, that's I stumble big. onto him all the time. It happens. I love hearing her LA stories and then just being like, uh, "Jesse Eisenberg lives an hour south of me." He does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Eisenberg. all. That's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's it. Okay. Um, well, what's your movie you're looking forward to? Yeah. Um. So I have already seen it, but I, I am going to see again Parasite tomorrow. Nice. Um, so right now I'm very excited to rewatch that. But just like as far as 2020 goes, um, Zola is getting such great reviews yes. right now at Sundance, mm-hmm. and I am stoked. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm so ready for that wild ride of a movie because I can, for some reason, very clearly remember the tweet thread. Uh, yes, the tweet thread. in 2015. And I'm like, of course, it's incredible. It's just going to add to the A24 Florida beauty, like saga. I love them <laughs> so much. I'm I've... very excited. I'm a real stan. Where can they find you on the internet? Oh, yes. Okay, so on the internet, I am, well, on Letterboxd, I am Brat Pitt. Yes. On Twitter, I am also Brat Pitt. And then on Instagram, I am Mia Jolie Pitt. Mm, switching it up a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. Do you think that's going to change to Mia Aniston Pitt? Stop. <laughs> No. <laughs> I hate it. I hate God, it. I, I hate it. I'm Jaden. so team Brangelina. It's like unreal. Yeah. So I it, couldn't deal with the photo. Like everyone was like wanting Everyone to cared so much. So I don't give I like, a Stop. honk. I don't give a honk. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, can you get Brad and Jennifer off of my timeline? Yeah, I, I don't want to see this. <laughs> It was very um, upset. I agree. Um, that's incredible. Also, you you write for Much oh, Ado About Cinema, is that right? Yes, yes. I write for Much Ado yes. About Cinema. Um, I am reviewing The Gentleman. That's coming out soon. <gasps> wow. So check I've, that I've one out. I've heard good things. It, yeah. was, it was, like, fun, aside from all the, like, uh, lazy Asian jokes. There were, like, a lot oh. of Asian jokes, which was oh. weird, because it's, mm-hmm. you know, the future. Um, yeah. But you know that's why mention it direct make movies. Any sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I cannot. We just like, like pivoted. We're like women, men, I'm so yeah. gentlemen. Used yeah. by this movie not being part of Kingsman. I know. <laughs> it like, looks like it should be. Yes, you would think it. Would it's be. weird. It looks like it's supposed to be. It's like how everybody even the font. Yeah, it's like how everybody the font, conspiracy the theorizes like that a movie is yeah. a Cloverfield movie, like. <laughs> I'm like, the gentleman should be Kingsman. I'm very confused why it's not. <laughs> I know. That's, yeah, that's incredible. So we'll link to that. <laughs> Please keep an eye out for the gentleman review. Yeah. Um, follow Mia everywhere. Uh, she just reviews such, in a funny way, on Letterboxd. <laughs> and also, it in just a, like an actually yeah. really, really great like, really great writing, really great reviews. I love the way she talks about movies. So follow her everywhere. Um, you can follow us uh, at Cinema Rolls Pod on Twitter, on Patreon at... Uh, Patreon.com <laughs> wow, slash Cinema Rolls Pod. There you go. I, I was like, wait, dude. what is our Patreon? We haven't done stuff on that in a while, so <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot about it. Um, <laughs> Good advertisement. So Good. Thank you, Sarah. That. Yep. I know. We're getting better, though. Um, Ahead to that Patreon, we're going to have a little bonus um, episode with Mia where we just chat about life. So we will uh, post that. So there is content there. You just got to go find it. (laughs) God bless. Um, Mia, would you... So we sign off here by saying, and that's how the cinema rolls. (laughs) Did it the first time and we will never escape it. (laughs) Yeah. 
We it started off as a joke and then it became very unironic and now that's just what we do. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. I can do yes, it. So you can yeah, yes. please please. Okay. Go oh, for just it. whenever? Okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Just whenever you're ready. And that's how the cinema rolls. Yay! Yay! I love it. That was so good. Thank you so much. Perfect delivery. So <laughs>